You sing your own intro now. Yeah, I thought it'd be, I thought we needed intro music back because we sort of we had it and we lost it and we brought it back. So I thought if I just bad up, bad up, bad up, bad up, bad up, bad up, bad up. Then people will just think, wow, these these guys mean business. They've got intro music. It's how you know we're serious. It's how you know we're evolving into the extreme, like further, because the the budget is getting bigger for us, like it is for them. That's that's why I view it. it might come across. Ah, oh, welcome to Spokes Arena and ReCW, your weekly look into the world of extreme from episode one all the way to four hundred one and specials and pay per views in between. This week we're covering episode one one five, one one six, one one seven, and one one eight, sort of. Yeah, now, if you're listening to that and you're thinking, fuck me, this is going to be a three-hour show, rest assured, it's not. Well, I say that, it might be. But mm. not tending to be. It sort of is and it isn't. Um, I've got no idea where Griff is. He's invited to the call. He might emerge. Yeah, I think he's um, got confused with 1997 Sting and he's up in the rafters waiting to, to spin in. Invite him again. No excuses now. Bless him. Um, Yes, obviously, last week we did our first like special. So I think it's safe to say that episode 115 and 116 are pretty much just going through. Yeah. So the. The only thing really in episode one one five that we didn't see is we get the the fan the, the fan cam footage of Public Enemy losing the belt to Raven and Stevie Richards, um, which was interesting to see. However, having watched the pay per view where they walk in with the belts, yeah. uh, it kind of spoiled it slightly that that's what happened. It spoiled it in the way that we watched it. Because on TV, I mean, obviously in like real time, they would probably get the VHS like two months later or something. Available for fourteen ninety five from running this number. Exactly. So I, I understand like the way we did it. We sort of have all the shows. You think, oh wow, that's that's the thing, and we sort of mixed all that. But um, yeah, that was interesting. And also we got the the fan cam footage of. Shane Douglas and Cactus Jack having a confrontation. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Hey, Griff's here. I can actually in late and there's like two Paul Griffins on the thing now. Oh, full name. Exciting. Oh. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler. Jinx123 Infinity. Um, yeah, we've got promos from Dreamer, Sandman, Too Cold, Throw a Hay. That's literally all he said. And the rest were all just highlights from before. Obviously, Taz, Scorpio, everything we'd really seen. Yeah. It's all a little bit confusing, just how they, they did it. But because I thought it would be to promote, like, oh, the pay-per-view on home video. But they could pretty much show you it all anyway. I mean, I think they cut it up a lot. I think you did get to see far more... Um in the full version than you did in the, the shows. Um, but I probably would have preferred to have watched how they did it in the shows. I think the problem they got is because we were saying, I think before you came in, they wouldn't get the show till maybe like a month later on VHS or something. Yeah. And there were so many big bits of this that lead into other stories. They kind of were like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't type thing. Yeah, totally. Like I would have preferred to have seen the whole match of the Public Enemy and um, Raven and Stevie Richards, but as you say, I got the bit where you only saw the fan cam and obviously the, um, I suppose, another screw job um, with the referee. Yeah. But um, yeah, those two episodes were pretty much what we watched last week. Yeah, basically. So that's one fifteen, one sixteen. Obviously, we had. More of the same, apart from a few promos from Axel Rotten, Raven, Stevie, Bueller. Um, 
Poorly Dangerous, they talked about a Dream Partner match coming up, yep. which obviously we'll get. And then the Gangsters promo, which is basically just New Jack going off on one on Public Enemy, while Mustafa kind of mumbles in the corner. Yeah. Mustafa was fantastic because it looked like he was desperate to get involved in the conversation. Had nothing to offer. And and just just got cut out every single fucking time of like, no, Jack, going, no, no, remember your role. You don't talk. I just expect him to look at the camera and go, Mustafa. <laughs> Something. I felt, like, yeah, I felt like it was, uh, yeah, the moment was coming. But it just never came, bless him. Uh, that's the real journey. Will we get there when Mustafa hits the line? Who knows? Which takes us to one one seventeen. One one seventeen? Hundred and seventeen. Yes. No. One one seven. Yeah, no, but I said one one seventeen. Oh, details, fucks. details. Fucks no, one, no, no one noticed. Um this time we're getting highlights from Heatwave ninety five, and this looked like a hell of a fucking show. Yeah, this is like what I want to watch, but I'm guessing we'll never get to see this. Apart from the little bits they show us. Is it RF video? I think you sell them all. So you could probably buy it. But I mean, I, I straight away, as soon as I saw this, I backed straight out, went through the network and thought, oh, wow, whatever shows they have in 95 was like Heatwave there because um, this has got a few iconic sort of moments in there. So obviously you had Sandman versus Axel Rose. We've got highlights from that. Rotten. Um, Axel Rose. Axel Rose, fuck Axel Rotten. Yeah, now so that match there, <laughs> the like Sandman, bring, yeah, the Sandman brings uh, Metallica versus Guns and Rose. Um, the Sandman brings his um, cane down, and Axel Rotten brings his barbed wire baseball bat down. Is yeah. that fair? Is that uh, like like for like? Well, the kendo stick's slightly longer. Yep. So he's he's got the first swing advantage. It's just whether he can. It's his weapon of choice, saying it. It's his. Well, Triple H has a sledgehammer. Salmon has the stick. Sting has a baseball bat. Exactly. It's the weapon of choice. William Regward brass knucks. Yeah. Yeah. D'Lo Brown had a chest protector. He did. You better recognise. Um, Stevie Richards versus Luna in a cage match. That looked which, good. Which included like one of the most iconic chair shots in ECW history that didn't yep. realise it was so early in. Fr- throwaway as well. Yeah. The Tommy Dreamer chair shot to Raven. So was this two separate cage matches or did Raven interfere? I think I, if it, I reckon it Probably ended with interfere. Seems to be the way they normally do it. It has to be interfere because Dreamer wouldn't have won the cage match. Right. And yeah. if Raven's handcuffed to it, I don't know how there could have been any other result. So I like to think it was after Dreamer that match. falls off after trying to climb the cage, knocks himself the ring, out. The and, ring breaks and Raven and falls for it. Just has... Um, uh, the ability to move his foot over and put it on to a concussed Tommy Dreamer who's fallen off the cage and get the pin that way. No, I, I think it was... Yeah, no, I think it was um, Carl and the Schmoz after the match, but it's interesting because it suddenly had that kind of lethal lockdown feel of... Um, well, we said that we felt everything was leading to like a war games match. But yeah, sort sort of nearly almost if you mould it together in a thing. But no, it felt like yeah, it, it felt like um, there was an early cage match, and every match afterwards just like fuck. They couldn't be, the can be yeah, they couldn't be bothered to dismantle the cage. Yeah, we want we want every match in the cage. It's just crazy. Yeah, the public and they teased the whole public enemy and gangsters and the moonsault off the um moonsault hole where the, the cage for over on two tables. Yeah, and they just slowed it down and then. We don't want to show you that. No one wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, so they'll rock a rock again coming through with the amazing Moonsault easily becoming the best member of the public enemy. And uh, was it you saw on 
Twitter, Jay? You stumbled across something pretty interesting with the public enemy. Yeah, so someone tweeted um, a screenshot of um, the what's meant to be, I've not verified it, but what's meant to be the WWE alumni page. And it has the public enemy listed as WWE alumni. But the picture of public enemy is actually just two different pictures of Flyboy Rocco Rock. So Johnny Grunge actually isn't in the picture. Yeah, no, we need to um, we need to double check that see if it's true. But that's pretty. Funny. I'm on it now. Oh, live! This is happening live. Oh, Over to our fact I, check I, corner. I guess I can't just search public enemy to get loads. I actually have to go to their alumni pages. Oh, carry on talking. We will get there. Um, there was an announcement about the Steiner brothers are coming in. Yeah. Yep. They're doing and pick that up. That was pretty exciting. They're coming in to face uh, Raven and um, Stevie. Stevie because they've managed to beat. They're finished with with Dreamer and and Luna Vachon. Um This this is the kind of thing where like people like nowadays like things in nineteen uh, two thousand nineteen, will happen and people will be like two thousand nineteen is like wild. Like what's going on in like wrestling? This is crazy. And I'm sitting there looking at this thinking. 1995 is like wild. Why are the Steiner brothers facing Stevie Richards and Raven in ECW? This is mental. Yeah. I mean, imagine watching at the time, you've got like one of the most decorated tag teams, crazy like belts everywhere, WCW, WWE, Japan, everywhere. And suddenly they're just appearing in ECW to fight Stevie and Raven. That's just crazy. Yep. So, that's Is this going to be like pre... um steroids or do we know pre-work pre-workout 95 so probably not <laughs> this is but, before they go back to nitro isn't it yeah so this would be the break between yeah this is them leaving wwe to go and do yeah. indies and japan yeah pre-japan do a couple of one shots for Heyman. And then okay. head back to WCW type for Nitro. Okay, so I can confirm, even though not the picture that we, we, we've all been seeing, if you go to the alumni, the public enemy just has one solo picture, and that is of Flyboy Rocco Rock. It doesn't even show both of them. And sure not two not... fly by Rocco Rocks. I've just I've just put it in the chat. You sure you're just not looking at Rocco Rocks pose? No, it's the no, public, I'm looking enemy. public enemy. I'm looking at the public enemy on WWE.com. On the alumni. Section. Oh Warlord. Warlord looks a lot like um uh I mean although saying that, Moondogs is one one picture, Nasty Boys is just one picture, Oddities is just one picture. Yeah. Which is, well, is weird. We need to look on the website, don't we, as well. So we've gone to the WCW alumni and it's the same. What a, what a Survivor Series team that is. Kurgan, Rocco Rock, Sandman and the Warlord. Wow. Uh, uh, Warlord looks a little in that picture like um, Pitbull too. Although that could just be because he's bald. Oh, we'll I, get I, to him. Could be being very baldest. He could be baldest. Looks like um, Steve Austin. Baldy, baldy, baldy. Doesn't look like Steve Austin. Um, even though you could turn the Hasbro figure into Steve Austin. <sighs> right, where are we? Steiner Brothers announced in the ring. Bill Alfonso, Todd Gordon interrupts him. Um, they end up fighting. It seemed like quite a long segment, but I just couldn't really understand anything that Bill Alfonso was saying. I couldn't. His mic wasn't really up. Then, well, the filming of his mic wasn't very good. And I think this is a running, even I think the episode after, I've started to struggle what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, when in the later years, when you start to understand what he says, you still sort of struggle to understand what he says. <laughs> so I think it's, you know, 50-50 split, but it's, um, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. Did you get anything from this, Jay, or did you struggle as well? Or? No, I struggled. It was, it was, um... <laughs> I was going to say, no, I got it. I just broke down the whole program. <laughs> line by line. No, it was, it was, it, it, Quite tough. Yeah, it's on the lines of like because obviously you hit him like this is the biggest mistake you'll ever make. 
but I didn't really get anything much more than that. Yeah, felt like it's gonna be much of a muchness, didn't it? The whole sort of thing they got going on. Yeah. Uh, they didn't get Raven and Stevie versus Donny Allen and the Broad Street Bully for the ECW tag team titles. Because of course they're the number one contenders. <laughs> they deserve their shot. They, well, it's because Raven and um, uh, Stevie have cleaned out the division already. That's what happened to bring yeah. people in. So they've already knocked off. Dreamer and Vashaw, and they've already knocked off the pitfalls. Dudleys don't want none. Dreamer, <laughs> Dreamer and Vashaw. Enemy they've cleared out. Gangsters don't want none. Yeah. That's why they're having these import teams from WCW in Japan. It's true. They're, they're clean. They're... Well, they've got left with Donny Allen and the Bully. I'd say, um... yeah, bring back Super Destroyers. Great showing by Raven here. He's, he's slowly, sort of match-wise, he's starting to come into his own a lot better. That DDT, I mean, I know that Joey Styles bigs up about you know him him perfecting the DDT and him and, and Dreamer both being perfecting. But it does, I, I think he's got the best DDT since Jake the Snake. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. It's, it's, it's great. Are they even lucky yeah, in DDTs anymore in wrestling? No. Because the whole head, like, yeah, I didn't think so. Let the head hit the floor. Let your head hit the floor. Um, yeah, during, well, say during after, obviously, Buda and Francine got into a little cat fight. So that, that happened. Then another wild brawl sort of broke out between Pitbulls, Tommy Dreamer, Raven, Stevie, and the Dudley. Don't call them the Dudleys for now. Yeah. They're not quite the boys. Are they the Dudley brothers? Well, they called them that once, but then I just referred to them as the Dudleys. So the first show, the first thing we saw, they were called the Dudley brothers, and now I think they're just saying the Dudleys. But I just don't want to call them the Dudley boys. Because I'd like to evolve into that as we get the Dudley boys. So they just remain the Dudleys for now. Yep. Like the Pegasus kid, wherever he is. Is he on Nitro by now? Did he go before the others? I think he's gone. Even though he's in the intro, even though it's a new intro video and he was on it. Yeah, I'm trying to think if he went before um, Malenko and Eddie because they're not long before they go. I'm on Spoiler. it. Fact, fact checking. I'm on it. Go on, fact yeah. checker. <laughs> I'm fact checker. Um, we get the rematch between Rave and Stevie because obviously. Uh, did he come down again? And because they won no, by count, they won by count out. That's because it. they basically they demanded a title shot because they won the match. Yeah, that was it. So Raven just came out and just beat the crap out of him again. Well, wouldn't you? Well, actually, if you can, you can. And this led to another brawl between Pitbulls, Tommy, Raven, Stevie, Duddy, Dudleys, and Beulah, Francine had another cat fight. It was just crazy. Um, but yeah, nice. Again, setting up for another War Games match after the War Games match. He must stay. Sorry, going back to Benoit. He must stay because he says Benoit spent some time in ECW feuding with the Steiner brothers and rekindling the feud with Two Cold Scorpio. So he does leave in, t- in 1995. But obviously, but later not the Steiner brothers yet. So obviously, he does. Come back. He's around still for a little bit. Oh, that's cool. That's he was forced to leave ECW after his work visa expired. Oh. And he told Japan until WCW picked up the phone. Oh. Even though he nearly... Didn't he have a tryout for WWE? Because he was going to get taken in Wikipedia as the ringmaster. Oh, what? And, and Stone Cold got that instead? Yeah. Oh, that's a good little tri- bit of trivia. I didn't know that. It was supposed to be the ringmaster originally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we then got to a match that I was cringing watching, but it turned out not to be the match I was cringing watching. That's next week. Taz and Eddie Guerrero versus Two Cold and Dean Malenko in your dream partner match. Dean Malenko could have had any of the people from the triple threat, but he chose Two Cold Scorpio. Because the other two, one's left and one is obviously busy. Someone had visa issues. Someone had visa issues. Um... <sighs> Was this the match where? Sorry, this, this, uh, this is the, the week match, after. This was the match in its entirety, right? The one after, yeah. the one that kept on stopping and starting. 
Yeah, for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah, okay, yeah, this this match I quite enjoyed. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a shame. Taz is starting to get the intensity coming to his own and all this. It's hard to work out what clips were in what match. Yeah. I think there's a good um, drop kick spot, but I think that's in the next match where he sort of almost like just swipes his legs apart. Mm. I think that's the next yeah, one. Yeah, that's but, the next um, one. Although, yeah, I mean, I there, were, there were a couple of... Obviously, there's a couple of spots and a couple of things that are repeated. Yeah. There was, I know this one's like Eddie Guerrero did the jump off the top rope on the outside. But it looks like he completely misjudged the height. That's the thing. That he was it? jumping. He lands on his feet. I don't know if he's going for the frog splash off the top. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I kind of feel like this was the match. And I wonder if what happened in the other match didn't happen if we'd actually seen it. Do you reckon that, yeah, just re-showed us in parts and obviously the, the pile drive yeah, part? Yeah, I, I felt like we wouldn't have got the other match that if it right. wasn't for what happened because it makes no sense that you'd have a dream partner match every town you go into and it'd be the same people. It must be different. The only difference is, for once, Tuco Scorpio's in pants in the next match. That's a big moment. I did think, oh, wow, Tuco Scorpio's actually gone to trunks. Where, where's, where's his... Where's his um... He probably hey, told hey, him hey, he'd hey. be on TV. <laughs> What did you say? Hey, hey. Yeah, he, saw, he saw his way. Hey, hey. Well, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, he probably told he worked on TV, so he thought, fuck it, I'm just going to trunk it out. <laughs> and just. Ben Warren be... turns up, he's got visa issues. Can you make it? Oh, well, yeah. well, I've only got gold pants that I've put them on. Put Look, I've had this trunk. We've had it around for a couple of years. Get in the trunk and find <laughs> what you can get. I found trunks in the trunk. That's a t shirt, right? A little trunk with loads of tacky clothes hanging out of it. Uh, I think I think something with Terrell Lloyd who did it with box gimmicks. Oh, I mean, put us in copyright before we can get a chance to be in copyright. We've knocked Jesus. it. It's important we know that that's not up for conversation before we overpromise and people are checking out zazzle.com slash sports arena looking for this merch and it's not there. And, you know, I don't want to take away from the, the Llama and Alpaca T-shirts and the other ones that are up there that are available to buy and pretend that this one will be because it can't be. Because it's, So it's important that our listeners know that. What, what about don't trunk the trunks? Don't trunk the trunks. Check out my hey, hey, hey. How about we just sell gold pants? That'll work. Because in a past life, we were going to sell... Griff zombie fighting pants. Everybody so, was zombie fighting. Pants. So I might just sell gold. Unofficial, official. I don't know. Too hot, Scorpio. What about just the scorpion oh. wearing gold pants? I think Sting would have something for that. Oh, scorpion wearing gold pants? Ooh. Yeah. They just say, hey, hey, hey. Check out my hey, hey, hey. Oh, why just go up for pro wrestling tees? So what about Scorpion out. saying, can you please turn the fire up because he's too cold? Oh, in cold pants. <laughs> we can't stray away from the gold pants. Or we've I've noticed them. that there is a gold pants theme. That's the whole conversation. We need to get gold pants on a t-shirt. Hey, it's got to be better than the man's man, right? Come on. Oh, savage, yeah. right? It's awful. Did you see Pro Wrestling T's comments to that? No. But basically, they didn't centre it, right? Because they, they put man and they put Seth's logo, obviously, in the same line. Yeah. They've centred it based off the logo rather than centre it off man. So man isn't centred with the rest of the words. It's centred, including the logo. So it's mm. off-centre. <laughs> Schoolboy, schoolboy. Yeah, i, I got to admit, that's not my biggest problem with the T-shirt. My biggest problem is someone made the joke about William Regal, I'm a man, such a man, has finally got his T-shirt. And everyone, instead of just retweeting the person's joke, stole the joke. Yeah. That's my issue. Yeah. Never steal jokes. Retweet them. Give credit. But, well, it's true. In wrestling, everyone follows everyone. So it's not like <laughs> you're going to see it and go, oh, my God, I found another hilarious person. It's just obvious. The same with uh, football Twitter. 
Exactly. Everyone follows everyone. So it's, it's clear when you've just... Except Alan Shearer. No one follows Alan Shearer. <laughs> Apart from, put your hand up and follow Alan Shearer. Just see him, <laughs> just see him when he scores a goal. Um, yes, yeah, so, uh, yes, we had clips of the match. Pretty good. Um, Taz and Eddie won. Then Nine One's music... No, Nine One One's music hit distracted the others and then Taz and Eddie won. Yeah. yeah. And it turned out it was just a ploy. Yep, so the match was restarted again and two cold and Dean won. Yep. Yeah. Then Paulie Dangerously and Belafonso had another confrontation in the ring. And they brought out his video license. He's got, I, I couldn't work out who he was. I, I kind of felt like... Um, the videographer. Belafonso was the network before the network. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it in, kind in of like, is... Um, Basically, in years and years in the future, ECW, when they go to a different network, they start a stable called The Network, where it's some guy coming out all the time saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it just feels really... He's right right to censor before right to censor. Yeah. I've got a great one for you in in the next episode. I've got a great one for you, Griffs, if you picked up on it. Oh, I'm sure I (laughs) will. Sure, you will get out your file of facts and look at your notes. <laughs> <laughs> Scroll through your notes. In fact, I'll fact check it. Don't worry. But yeah, so for 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 this iteration, the the censors, the 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 people who are trying to make them conform and they are rebelling against is the Athletic Commission, State Athletic yeah. Commission, who are the ones who have brought in. Um. Bill Alfonso and his videographer. Yeah. Uh, we then get a promo by Rob Feinstein. 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 Feinstein, who's... Um, I don't know, what does he do? Videographer. Oh, he's, he's the videographer? Yeah. Okay, he's attacked by an online one. Yep. That's that. Um, but um, it won't stop people being able to get the videotape. The summer heat wave '95, and Bay top of the now. mountain or something. King of the mountain. King of the mountain. Oh, I, I do love a good King of the Mountain match. So if you, you ordered do. Heat That's Wave '95 on tape for fourteen yeah. ninety-five, then you also yeah. got the. I think it was top of the mountain card. Which is the show that had Public Enemy versus oh, Raven and Stevie Stevie Richards? Altitude. That's on my thirty-six disc Public Enemy special, anyway. Oosh. I would expect so. How many discs you got left of that now? I've got three. <laughs> oh, you got more than two. We got three. <laughs> and um, the bonus dish of the greatest promos of all time. Oh, yeah, it's like five hours long. Welcome to the greatest promo of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of those public enemies, we then got ECW fan cam footage with Lance going right into the public enemy locker room, which, if this was their locker room, is fucking massive. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It just felt like the backstage, but they said it was a locker room and it was huge. So then we had the public enemy sort of doing public enemy stuff, getting ready to fight those gangsters while laying on the floor. We had a promo by the gangsters. Um, I think I love New Jack. He's he's cool. I, I, I feel like he's bringing the best out of public enemy. I they mean, feel in then... danger more than they have done with any other team. They feel as if they are being hunted yeah. and they are at risk compared it's... to... The others it, it's good it, it feels like um the gangsters do legit want to kill them and I, I felt like public enemy have needed this yeah even though yeah. it's weird it's not for the title yeah i feel i feel this feud would be much not that it yeah. makes sense but like i just feel finally it's a proper rivalry and yet the title is no way involved I can only think maybe their plan was because wins are going to go back and forth, back and forth. They didn't want them both to be like an 18 time 
world champion. Hot potato, don't, don't, the yeah. belt to be a hot potato. And, and for this feud the way it is, it feels like it has to be that. And I think New Jack basically says he doesn't even care about belts. Yeah. Which is good. Which it's, a, it's a good way of explaining why they basically gave the championship to Raven and, and Stevie. Yeah. Uh, didn't really bother about it, didn't really care about it, and none of them have been really any title matches. Exactly. They just want to hurt them. So I, I think that's, that's the main, because like, like you said, they don't want to hot potato the belts, and I think the wins are going to go back and forth here. So Okay, yeah. Um, and then get promo by Raven, Stevie, and Beulah. Um, Raven sort of does... Beach in Florida. That's the next one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's true. I think this is where they're in some they, dark... I don't know where they are. It's probably the locker room again. But Raven's standing over on both. This is what I suppose just dawned on me, just how how weird a tag team they really are. Yeah. Raven's all, like, deep and meaningful, and Stevie Richards like a kid in a sweet shop. And they teased a bit of Stevie and Beulah, didn't they? Yep. And then Raven sort of just end up just slapping him a little bit up. Stevie! <laughs> Stevie, quote me. Never mind. Shut up. And that was the end of that show, which takes to episode 118. What? One, eight. Um, We did highlights from ECW invading the war memorial in Florida. We had a brief by Janetti shot. He exists. Teased it. He, he's, he's worse than the Bulldog tease, 100%. <laughs> I don't know. Bulldog's just that one photo. Like. <laughs> yeah, but at least we've had a conference call with old <laughs> Mike Gennetti. Have we? Don't Have remember we? it. No, well, I know. It's one like the Charlie Brown teacher. I'm fully aware of like the, the alleged call, but I still don't believe that was him. But this guy's obviously out there doing matches for him. Just not good enough to make TV. Yeah. It's the triple threat locker room, completely like just for the triple threat. Now he's out loud. <laughs> Marty sneaks out the background. Yeah. It's only got Marty in the a face. Whole, hour, whole hour episode building up to how Marty Jeanette is challenging the franchise. And it's going to be this big epic challenge for the franchise and all this. We get like a three second shot of it the next week. And now he just literally falls out the sky, and that's it. He, he's gone again. And who's he fighting? I, I think he's fighting. The, oh, I can work out who he was fighting. And I think that might have even been the thumbnail. On one of them, he's the thumbnail. Oh, wow. And I, I think it might have even been this just him just falling out of the sky, just to tease that he was only like the bulldog. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah, he's there. Then we get a um, fresh match. Raven and Stevie versus Luke and Dreamer. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> it's been a lot of build to this match. The best way to build to this match is this match. <laughs> but, you know, they, they say ECW influenced everything. So this is um, WWE. Yep. Um, yeah, so that was that was impressive. Obviously, we get the new intro video again. Then we get Dream Partner Match, Taz and Eddie Guerrero versus Two Cold Scorpio and Dean Malenko. So and good a this... dream, we had it twice. So good a dream match, we had it twice. But from this time, it didn't work out a dream because Taz broke his neck and it was awful. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> so, sadly, I've been waiting for this to happen um, because we knew it was coming, because we knew it was around this time. So it's yeah. it's it's one of those things that I've been um, not looking forward to, obviously, but have been... Well, it's, it's a tick point. It's a big tick point in ECW. Sort yeah. of rightly or wrongly. It's one of those, you have the, you know, the debut of this, the NWA drops, um, Taz breaks his neck. It's it's one of those big, like, milestones. Is he out for ages? It comes back months. in November to November. So it's yeah. still November. So, yeah, about five months or something, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, right, right. But this this is like the one where obviously he broke his neck and then I didn't the story goes he like walked to the hospital with Tommy Dreamer or something. Yeah. And he was just he had like a he felt Sat like in he the had a, waiting for it. Yeah, he felt like he had like a, a click in his neck that he was trying to like click. I landed right on my forehead and was just and just jacked my whole neck back and that was it. The neck injury was so bad that according to Tommy Dreamer, hostel staff couldn't believe he'd walk into the hospital where he sought help after the match. Though he was unable to wrestle, Paul Heyman continued to pay him per their oral agreement, forging a loyalty between the men. There you go. Thanks, Wikipedia. You're on it today. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this fact check thing is, yeah. This is a thing. You realize you have to do this every week now. Apparently, this is this is what was explained on the DVD documentary, The Rise and Fall of ECW. Well, that's where I sort of got my bit. Yeah. But obviously, I don't. I didn't have it word for wordy. I preferred word for wordy. So he does. He does. Does make some appearances standing in the corners. But yeah, you're right. He doesn't come back till November to remember. He'll be gone to November. He'll be gone to November. Oh, man, I've just read a massive spoiler. Stop it. <laughs> it's all right. Just read who he aligns himself with. Yeah, I sort of. You asked me off air about that, and I sort of said, but didn't want to say. You did, yes. Oh, how cryptic. <laughs> uh, fans might not know. Fans might not know what happened 20 years ago. Um, so the match happens, yeah, Eddie ends up rolling up Dean and getting the win. Yep. We then get a promo by Raven, Stevie Richards and Beulah. And this is the one where they're standing on the beach. At five in the morning. <laughs> At five in the morning. It doesn't care what time of day it is. I bet, I wonder how many shoots they did this. Different times of the day. <laughs> and they're like, look, we're losing the light. No, I'll keep going, it'll work. They should have just done like a montage of different time of the day. And they just go, we don't care what time of the day it is. So uh, Bueller is standing there at five o'clock in the morning, pitch black, before the sun has even risen, in this beach in Florida in her bikini. Well, she's ready for a day at the beach, isn't she? They've got there yeah, really Steve, early Steve, to reserve their spot. Stevie the same, in shorts and all that, all ready and all that. And then Raven just dressed as Raven. And both of them wear their titles. I, I, I like that. Both of them wear the championship belt, even uh, on a beach at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it works. It's good. It's, it's, you know, living it. So Stevie goes on to say that when he was younger, he watched Florida Championship Wrestling. Yes. Griff. Griff. Yes. What is... Florida Championship Wrestling. What's it turn into? Take follow your heart. Follow first my thing, heart. Yeah, first thing that comes in your head. TNA. Ah oh, no, NXT. Oh, is it NXT? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's basically it was it was the NXT before NXT. Yeah. So the, form, yeah. So the FCW that that Stevie would have been watching would have been the original Dusty Rhodes one. Uh, they then tried to redo it and re- bring it back to life. And then it became a feeder and a development for um, the development for um, WWE, closing down Ohio Valley to wrestling and Deep South wrestling and putting everyone into Florida Championship Wrestling. Um, and then Florida Championship Wrestling became NXT, which is uh, why it's still done in Full Sail University. I feel like you were ready for this fact. I feel like you had it in your locker. Mate, we're on the ball tonight. It is good. And so uh, Roman Reigns debuted for Florida Championship Wrestling. And Griff, do you know what his gimmick name was when he debuted for FCW? The Small Dog. <laughs> very close. It's oh, very close. The Puppy. <laughs> Oh, puppies! Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> the Doberman? I don't know. Going for it. Oh, do you remember? Um, not Lackey. Leaky. Leaky, that's it. Yeah. Leaky. It's up there somewhere. Which is uh, Samoan for small dog. Oh, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> <laughs> You've been bullshitting me. 
There's a chance. Yeah, that, yeah that's that, not. Don't, so don't, don't let the truth ruin a good story, Griff. All right. <laughs> the truth has just broken my heart. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they go on. I used to watch it, and Luna came on the TV and ruined the whole fucking show. That's basically his Yeah, so when Stevie Richards was a child <laughs> watching Florida Championship Wrestling, his yeah. favorite bits of Florida Championship Wrestling when he was a child was Kevin Sullivan and Woman. Yeah. yeah. How old does that make Woman if he watched her as a child? Woman. And now yeah. she's. In the locker room with them. Yeah, but at the beginning of this promo, did Griff not describe Stevie Richard as like a child? He, he did, I did. So is he just like not a, a kid a... in a sweet shop? <laughs> is he not just a child still? He's got the golden chickens. <laughs> Luna's going to ruin it <laughs> with a shaved head. Why is gonna kill you? Why was Luna not put with the pit bulls? It would make more sense, wouldn't it? They just they could just all be shouting. <laughs> It'd be great, just in weird places. Yeah. Speaking of weird places, Mikey Rip breaks up next. Is he a match against the terrorist? That name ain't well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought exactly the same thing. <laughs> Tell it's, all the things. Yeah. Just, just oh. a, a real kind of, um, yeah. I, I, I had flashbacks to Muhammad Hassan, um, which, which again, you know, just was crazy. Um, <laughs> who, yeah. who does he grow up to be, Jay? The terrorist. Yeah. High spot, Jack Victory. Does indeed. He is the Jack Victory. And at some points. Someone called Super Destroyer, but I don't think it's, it's not the Super Destroyer. It's a different Super Destroyer. Yeah, I mean, he's got a load of um, masked. masked things. Um, and then, yeah, Jack Victory, who was part of the network, as you referenced earlier. Oh. So, just realised, um, wow, there's so many bits here that's crazy. Uh, so not a great match. Basically, Mikey wins. After match, Bill Alfonso comes out, calls out Paulie dangerously at 9-1-1. And 9-1-1 takes out the terrorist. I was really gutted about this. I literally thought the terrorist is finally going to be a match for 9-1-1 and he was going to at least struggle to lift him. That's, he's probably the best choke slam he's done. <laughs> I know. I, I, just, I, just, I, I just thought, this is it. This is it. Finally. I say finally, I suppose Mr. Hughes. Did he struggle to pick up Mr. Hughes? Oh, no. One armed. One armed. <laughs> um, yeah, where yeah. the fuck is Hughesy? Or the other <laughs> twist, I thought, okay, he's chokeslammed him and he's just going to get up. Yeah. Um, next segment. Next. Well, you've got the bit where Alfonso runs out topless, which I thought was nice. Always <laughs> <laughs> a, a treat. Always a treat. That, that referee shirt was yeah, cheap. Yeah, so he chokes him again with um, yeah, the shirt round him. Just uh, it's almost like he could chokeslam him. Um, another promo from the public enemy. Not a bad promo. Like I said before, gangsters starting to bring out the best from him. Yep. It was pretty short and sweet. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's that. Um, but then get Pitbulls versus Bullpain and Joe DeFury. The dream match we always wanted and I didn't get enough of. Oh, right, so the match started. Pitbulls legged it to the ring. Beat the crap out of two jobbers. It reminded me of old school Legion of Doom, Road Warriors coming out there. Everyone's going mental. They're running the arena, steamroller them, all this stuff, destroying the jobbers. Then he tried a slingshot and fucked it up and landed on his head. <laughs> And I just felt like, yeah, nah. And then of, of like memories, I suppose, from 1993, where there used to be carnage and fade to black. Everyone just came to the ring and it was just, just I, I couldn't work out who was feuding with who, who's heel, who's face. I just, yeah. But as you say, it feels like he's leading up to war games again. Yeah. But I don't know if we'll ever get it. Yeah, so um, yeah, so he hit his head. Styles kind of started out. They hit the super power bomb. One, two, three. Perfect pitbull match, really, apart from that. 
Yeah, Stevie came out for no reason. Um, Cheap shot one of the pit bulls. They were sort of beating him up. Raven comes out. Little Brawl Dudley's came out. Vampire Warrior came out. Vampire Warrior took out his wife, Luna. Dreamer comes out of his steel uh, trash can, start hitting everyone, and the show ends. Because apparently the Vampire Warrior is part of Raven's nest. Yeah. Uh, except he's never really been part of Raven's nest, so that's just a bit odd. I thought he was one and done, and he was off the WWE, so I'm surprised to see him again. Because he was literally there once, and that was it. Well, I, I know he was... has a match with um, the Steiner Brothers. Well, does he? Yeah. What does he like, become like Gangrel, like we know him? That's not for ages. Oh, let me fact check that. That's not good... Yeah, might be 98. Oh, wow. That that far away? He doesn't say anything. Maybe he goes to WCW first. No, he doesn't go anywhere. He just goes off and does what he does. World Wrestling Federation, 93 to 95. Then Extreme Championship Wrestling. Then a big, oh, big massive gap. And then 98, he turns up. And then, yeah, 98, he turns up as Gangrel. No, yeah. I think, just, I think he just uh, works as the vampire warrior everywhere for a little while. He was never in WCW. Not like anything like properly anyway. Mm. So, um, yeah. Um, overall, it was a lot, but what did you think of the shows? I thought they were good. Obviously, they would have been even better, I suppose, if we didn't see... If we didn't know the pay-per-view was on there... We would have had four yeah. solid. We would have four, had four solid shows, and um, but obviously, it, it was pretty much what we watched last week. I think now Shane Douglas is gone for a little while. Yeah, I think I think that's it now for him until his WWE adventures. Don't I think pay so. Off. I think so. He's off to be given the belt and then lose it again. Um, well, they gave him like the perfect. He basically, you know, fired. So for him to then come back again would just be like crazy, wouldn't it? So he has to be done. Massively. But yeah, I, I thought apart from obviously Taz breaking his neck, it was it was pretty good. I, I quite enjoyed him. Yeah, similar. I um uh, I think there were some very good matches throughout. Um it, it's um I, I have mixed emotions about the the, the Taz uh, neck break um, because it's horrible, um, and knowing it was coming has been horrible. But with the benefit of watching this twenty years removed, twenty five years removed, I know that a he's okay, b he recovers and comes back for a, a long and healthy career, and c um, that this generates some of the best stuff he'll ever do because he will take that entire um, frustration and annoyance and disappointment and turn it into absolute gold. So it's a really weird emotion to watch it. Um, Mm. But uh, it's a shame because the four of them were having really good um, matches throughout the the Bill Alfonso thing is is annoying a little bit. Um, the continual kind of overturning, blah blah blah. Um, it just feels a little overdone. Um, yeah, I know that's designed to get you pissed off with um, with him, uh, but you know, I I don't know yet where the money's coming from in this. So what's the what's the match are we building to? Poorly dangerously, Bill Alfonso, because that seems to be what we're building to at the moment. Um, so that's the kind of the bit, and, and you know, this continual kind of here's my guy, his guy then gets decimated by nine one one. It it just feels a little bit bizarre um, at that point. Uh, good to see Mikey back, even if he has got a a very random and not really twenty nineteen appropriate um, opponent. Um, and uh, Todd Gordon's been on my TV too much for the last few weeks, um, which isn't a good thing. Oh, yeah, that's covered everything really pretty spot on. <laughs> I concur. 
what he said. Uh, what what that man said, I agree. You know, it was, it was good. It was nice. We were marching on. Obviously, yeah. The, the Taz thing, like you said, it's, it's an iconic moment, but it's still not nice. But, yeah. It is one of those, the big sort of tick points in, in the journey. With, similar to like when Sabu sort of broke his neck. Yeah. Even though I'm not sure Sabu did break his neck. <laughs> no. Because he never um... went away. Or changed anything. Yeah, just uh, yeah. broke my neck. I'm resting tomorrow night. Let let me land on my head again. Um, but yeah, I guess the everything. I'm Paul. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Always appreciate. Head over to zazzle.co.uk or .com. Search for Sports Arena. There's a couple of RCW and other inspired T-shirts up there. So get involved. Show your pride. Thank you very much. And um. Do the do. And now it's over to us. So, um, as always, as standard, um, I, I watch these episodes with one eye trying to find a song that has been inspired by the show or the shows um, or something inspired by the show so that uh, we can turn it over to Griff and his uh, found talents of being able to do dramatic readings. Um, and for this one, I'm taking you back to October 2000. Uh, the conspiracy of the conspiracy of one album has come out, and um, uh, the Offspring are introducing us to something that it turns out the Gangsters introduced us to five years beforehand, um, when they explained that the Public Enemy were not the original Gangsters; they were in fact the original pranksters. So here is Griff with The Offspring's original prankster. You can do it until the break of dawn. Life, life cannot go by the letter. Time, time, Prozac can make it better. Noise, noise, any kind will do. Can you feel it slip away when it's all on you? Crime, crime, rocking like Janet Reto. Time, time, 18, and life in Chino. Fraud, fraud, all along it's true. Well, you see, there comes a day, catches up to you. Knock down the walls, it's alive in you. Knock down the place, you're alone, it's true. Knock down the world, it's alive in you. you got to keep your head up through it all. You're going to bust out on it. Original prankster, break out. Yeah, I'm trying not to sing this. Break out. Yeah, original. Yeah, bust out on it. Original prankster. Original prankster. You never stop now. Stop now. That's what the main man say. You can do it. Bye.